If you follow any of my content, you should know that whether you agree or disagree with me, I present my worldview comprehensively, intelligently, and I'm never disrespectful. I'm never condescending to anyone. I'm always open and inviting to any conversation, whether you agree or disagree. If you look at my content, you can see that to be true. I don't use profanity and even in the face of, in, of being insulted, I still don't reciprocate. Now, I've noticed this trend and it's, it ha it's been going on for a while. I've noticed it really in the last probably 14 months where the art of conversation not only is lost, but there's a particular side that is, is so self-righteous so deep in their belief that they cannot be wrong, that their worldview is gonna save the world and it's just the best, not the best path, but the only path. And if you're off that path, they're not gracious and inviting and patient. If you're off their path, they have nothing but contempt in their heart for you. They wanna see you dead or they wanna see violence thrust upon you or they wanna see you not be able to feed your children and, and work and have a livelihood. Like they're just miserable people. And the irony is that they believe that they stand atop this moral high ground when their actions speak to their intent. They are not morally righteous because a morally righteous person would not call for the suffering of others. They would not relish in the suffering of others ever, right? No matter what. So I've, I've gone back and forth um, on Facebook typically with folks. And a lot of times they'll start off insulting me, not being more inquisitive, like, hey, can you elaborate on your points? Or even I disagree and here's why. It's I feel sorry for your family that they have you as as a father, <laughs> like they say the most insulting things <laughs> imaginable, um, or, or they call me stupid or they say I'm, I'm unintelligent or they say that I'm just trying to sow seeds of doubt, like, like that's an insult. Like, of course, I'm, I want people to doubt, that's the scientific method, but whatever. Um, or, you know, I'm, uh, I'm skin folk, but not kin folk. Uh, I'm a white supremacist, white supremacist sympathizer. Um, all of these things that get hurled at me. I really like when somebody tells me that I'm unintelligent. I find that fascinating because that's not a determination that anybody can make based on a post or even an initial meeting, right? So these people all prejudice and everything that they claim that, that who they see as their opposition, everything that they claim that their opposition is doing, they're doing times 10 at least. So if they're calling you a racist, they're really the racist times 10. If they're calling you a bigot, they're really the bigot. If they say that they actually, you know, love, you know, immigrants, they're the ones who are calling for open borders, which causes more harm on immigrants because it makes them, it enables them to become criminals. It enables drug cartels to make money off of, of, of their coyote operation. They put children in, in danger. 
all of these things, if they actually cared about immigrants, they would go to that country and help them there and help them go through the process of citizenship from that end, which would be legal. But no, that's not what they do. Same thing with like the climate, right? Like you look, I live in California, you look at forestry, like it's all these climate people, environmentalists that impede proper forestry. <laughs> so we get what, like 150 million dead trees. And then when there's a fire, you have the governor come out and say, see, how can you deny that, that you know, climate change is real? Well, maybe if you had actually done your job and managed the forest properly and not had, you know, like 150 million dead trees, right? Like in a valley that could just go up at any moment, like they cause more harm than good. And objectively speaking, just look at the results of the policies that they advocate for. But these folks are just, they just, they're miserable. And a lot of them seem to be mentally unhinged. They seem to be mentally distressed, mentally diseased. But I bring this up because of this here. I had somebody that um, I was going back and forth with, and as I always do, I invite them to speak with me separately, like, hey, we can get on a Zoom call, let me present my findings. They never take me up on it, ever, not once. Sometimes they'll even initially say, yeah, yeah, and then I say, okay, let's set a time, and then crickets, right? Um, and. So going back and forth, um, and this is on a post showing uh, John Kerry getting off of uh, off of this private jet, and obviously we know that that uh, that Mr. Kerry is advocating for climate change, yet he has you know multiple homes and cars and whatnot, and so the post was like was kind of you know basically mocking him while at the same time you know bringing to light the hypocrisy of his lifestyle as opposed to what he's advocating for, right? And so this is how this person responded to the post. They came back like this. Not let's compare his extravagance to that of the former commander in chief. Now, this person seems to be inexplicably fixated on Mr. Trump. And I've told him so. I said, hey, you know, within this context of even this post, I was like, why did you bring in Trump? Like, it, 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 it's not pertinent to this discussion at all. I don't understand, you know, the back and forth. Anyway, so I brought up, here's, 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 I came back to him. I said, once again, my brother, the former commander in chief never placed himself at the forefront of climate change advocacy while Mr. Kerry has. This understandably brings his actions under more scrutiny. I do not believe that Mr. Kerry believes in climate alarmism. Like so many of his ruling class compatriots, his actions do not match his spoken convictions. And this is how this person responded. They said, one more thing, I would never want to be your brother. How mean is that? That's just mean. I refer to him as my brother in order to basically acknowledge the connection that we have as human beings on this planet, to let him know that even though we disagree, I still see him as my brother, right? And I still see as, as connected. And as like, I would never hurt my brother, I'm letting him know that you're never gonna get that from me. And he promptly responds, one thing I would, one thing I would never want to be, never, just because he disagrees with me. He doesn't want me to be his brother, which means that he sees me as less than. I'm not family to him, which means that he can advocate for anything against me. Do you see how that works? 
And he believes that he's the righteous individual. And then he, he promptly unfriended me. Right? He promptly unfriended me. I, I can't see his post. I can, nothing. So here's how I responded. Even though you appear to have a great deal of contempt in your heart for those with a differing worldview than yours, I still acknowledge you as my brother on this planet. I will hold no contempt for you in my heart and I wish you well. I just want to bring to mind where our disease culture has brought us. This isn't about politics. This is about people. This is about our country. And we have, we have a, a populace of people in our country who have chosen this rigid, uncompromising path where everything's an ultimatum. It's my way or the highway. You're either down with this or you're not. And if you're down with us, then you get all of the love and all the praise and everything. But if you're not, you're not my brother. You're not even a human being. And you deserve not only anything that life will bring you. When they say that, they mean bad things that life brings your way. But they wish it upon you. And they still think themselves righteous. Now, I know that having that kind of contempt in your heart and that kind of that kind of black spot in your heart and that kind of anger and angst and anxiety and mental distress, having that on your heart, that unhappiness from day to day is doing more harm to them than it will ever do to me. But because they are my brothers and sisters, I feel for them, but I can't help them, right? As I say, you can lead a horse to water. I can lead them to happiness, but if they don't wanna take a sip, what am I gonna do, right? So to all my people out there, who are really trying to hold conversations, who are really trying to keep an open mind, you're not the problem. Okay, understand that you're not the problem. You have to hold to your values, hold love in your heart, hold joy in your heart, hold truth in your heart, and keep moving forward. Because these folks are how they are and have arrived where they are because they're insecure and they carry this weakness inside of them because they're unable to acknowledge their power, their true power, their true strength. They're unable to because it actually, if they were to, their whole worldview would unravel. So they have to hold on to that, to that delusion. They have to hold on to those lies. Even in the face of facts, they have to hold on to it. And that's where it becomes, sad to say, more like a cult. But I still hold no contempt in my heart and I wish them well.